0: gracious hosts, unique lodging, and tasty cuisine. New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico, and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. We're so excited to talk about Two more uh, New Mexico bed and breakfast destinations. And we always talk about New Mexico being the land of enchantment. And we are so excited to be able to talk about this every second Thursday here on Big Blend Radio and talk about bed and breakfasts that are part of the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association. Again, that website is nmbba.org. And today we're going to Santa Fe and then we're gonna Chamao, Chamayo, Chamayo, I'll get it straight. Um, these are two def- destinations in northern New Mexico. So uh, if you're on Interstate 40, you go up north and um, everyone knows Santa Fe. It's, it's you know, just a huge destination. But again, you can go up to Chamayo as well. So I'm going to start with Ryan Miller. He is the owner of Bobcat Inn. And you can go to bobcatinn.com to learn more. But welcome back to the show, Ryan. How are you?
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. I'm good. How are you doing today, Lisa?
0: Doing good, doing good. I, you're still in breakfast mode, aren't you? You're, you're still yeah. ready well, to serve my, breakfast. I know it. <laughs> my brain
1: gets stuck in breakfast mode a lot. Um, it's, that's When I have downtime, I'm always researching and developing new breakfast recipes. So, uh, you know, breakfast is on the brain most of the time. So I get it. So
0: what was for breakfast today? Let's start. That's a good place to start, right? No
1: problem. No problem. (laughs) So today we had um, huevos rancheros and uh, I had to uh, make uh, a specialty for some uh, guests that were here that were not only gluten free, but they were dairy free as well. So huevos rancheros is an interesting challenge, but they loved it. And um, so I made a version of that for them. So that was a that was a fun dish to make. It's a dish that I like making every once in a while. I don't make it all the time, but it uh, really makes people uh, appreciate the local cuisine here
0: in so, Santa Fe, uh, so New Mexico. Tell everybody a little bit for people that haven't been to New Mexico or the Southwest. Some people may not know what that is, so tell them what it is, what it what it means.
1: So I make huevos rancheros a little differently than the locals do. I make it with less cheese. Um, I make it with. Um, it's got a. I, I make it with a lot of vegetables and um, mix in um, different kinds of beans. Um, sometimes black beans, sometimes kidney, sometimes a mixture of beans, and um, you put all that on. Uh, you saute all that and then add in a little sausage and then you put it on the flat top on the griddle and melt it down and pop it in the, in the oven and mm. uh, melt the cheese over it. For the dairy, for our uh, gluten or our dairy-free folks, you know, you just skip the cheese and you put some other stuff on top of it to uh, give it a little extra something to uh, make it a little smoother on top. And um, that's a, a really local cuisine, really fills your belly, and it's got it's got good solid protein in it and good vegetables in it. And uh, we use fresh vegetables from. Uh, from the local market when we can get them, and sometimes we have to buy them in this time of yeah. year. Yeah, waiting for stuff. But well, um, and
0: what was our eggs for people to know that don't
1: hot eggs? Yes, hot, hot eggs. Hot yeah. eggs,
0: not just any eggs.
1: Hot okay. eggs. So I dropped that. I dropped that on top. And I tend to keep my stuff a little less spicy. And then we put the um, all the chilies, we put the green chilies, the red chili, salsa, and all the stuff on the side. So that way people can heat it up or cool it down as they want. When I say cool it down with sour cream, if they really want to do that. And listen.
0: And an avocado, right? Can we have avocado? Because I gotta I'm, have I'm... a
1: few avocado slices oh. on top. And, um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's a fun dish to make. You can kind of make it different every time I I do add different ingredients every time. And, um, I don't smother it in cheese. I try to go lighter on the cheese and, um, the hot egg just goes right on top. And, uh, you know, I offer it with either a <clears throat> more full done egg or a less full done egg, depending on how people like it
0: see everybody bed and breakfast the breakfast is part of this experience um there are b though that actually you can make your own breakfast too so in in regards to the new mexico bed and breakfast association and it's really cool because you can choose the kind of bed and breakfast you want to stay at according to your experience so i love that at ryan and and his family at bobcat inn are you know working with people according to your dietary needs and flavors it's not always about your dietary needs like Honestly, Ryan, if I said to you, listen, I don't eat eggs. I just don't like them. Wouldn't you treat it the same way as if someone had a dietary issue? Like, isn't it also that? Like, people almost make up issues just so they don't have to eat something they don't want to.
1: Yeah. So um, some some (laughs) things are made up. Um, Some things are real allergies. I had two people last week that didn't eat eggs. They were here all week and uh, two different parties. And, um, you know, we had fun with that. We made all kinds of different things. Uh, When you get somebody that's a vegan that's always interesting. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can make a tofu scramble that tastes like eggs. I can make a tofu scramble that tastes like, wow. Tofu. And, um, you know, you have to make a Southwest style here. So you, um, you can make Southwest style tofu, um, burritos and all kinds of stuff. So, Ooh. you know, if you don't want eggs, we can do it. You know, we, we, it's amazing the amount of diets I've never seen as many diets as I've seen in the last, I'd say three years.
0: I know, right? Mm-hmm. K- paleo, k- keto. I I don't know. Keto pale, paleo. Yeah, keto, like I don't Atkins,
1: know. Renal diet. I, um, there's really venal yeah. vegan. And then there's there's different subtypes of vegans or different subtypes of vegetarian, pescatarian. I mean, there's,
0: pescatarian. Yeah, I was gonna say like listen, people there's that this only list. one
1: eat only one eat bacon or sausage, you know, and you you know, so you you kind of now you're calling ready, Nancy,
0: ready. she may come out of her cocoon of <laughs> doing the next magazine just to (laughs) tell you you said the word bacon and she's gonna start scrambling onto the show now and hoping that you'll make her bacon (laughs) because if you if you say the word bacon and and i remember once going vegan and she just looked at me like Well, you might as well leave the house now Uh, (laughs) because this is not happening. But Kim is giggling in the background here because I know that Kim Sanchez is our next guest and she was on our show previously this year talking about elopements and weddings, small intimate weddings in Chamayo. Kim is from Casa Escondida Bed and Breakfast in Chamayo, which is north of Santa Fe. Am I getting this right? Kim, did I say it right yet? Am I going to get past saying mayo from mayonnaise to mayo instead of Mail.
1: <laughs> i'm good. getting there
0: i'm oh good so do i get bacon then because i do love the bacon too i'm you know i, yeah, I learned from my mother can, that
2: you have bacon on your thing. plate
0: <laughs> good so do you deal with this the same way and this is why i think i really want to talk about this as a bed and breakfast experience that it's so intimate and when you have this conversation versus going through um, those things where you book online through other people versus actually connecting with the destination you're staying with. Um, And I had a really horrible experience the other day after even talking about it in a show. And I went, I talk about this on our podcast and even sitting there with the hotelier going, I talk about this all the time on our shows. And now here I am like stupid, right? Um, And I'm not knocking those, Sites, but I'm just saying, there's something about connecting with the the innkeeper, right? So, Kim, can you touch on that? Just on the fact that people can communicate with you about their breakfast needs, their room needs, um, whereas some of those sites can't really do that as well as you, as us, the traveler. Yeah. We don't realize it, and I got hoodwinked into it. I was stupid. I'm just saying, I I really did something stupid, and I know better. <laughs>
2: I, I do think that you know if we can um, have direct booking with our guests, and or if they have a chance to call us or have us call them, if they leave us a, a message through email, it really enables us to provide a uh, much more intimate personal experience with them, and so they feel like not only they know do they know what they're walking into, but we can make uh, accommodations if they need any regarding food. Um, we've had. You know, many occasions where we're doing uh, different breakfasts for folks who have different allergies, ref- restrictions, and preferences. Um, and that, you know, the sooner we can get that information from them, the easier it is in terms of providing the breakfast because we do do a, a family style breakfast. And so we're typically cooking uh, the same meal for mm-hmm. every um, group that's there. And so, you know, that enables us to touch base with them. and. Um, provide what they're asking for. It also enables us to uh, provide a little special um, celebration for them if they have a birthday or an anniversary. Um, and so that, you know, we can have those conversations and they can let us know if they'd like some flowers in the room or you know, some sparkling cider or something special to mark the occasion for their visit to our bed and breakfast. Mm.
0: So this is the really important question. What did you serve for breakfast
2: today? <laughs> we served a veggie frittata with fresh vegetables and Parmesan cheese.
0: Oh. And we
2: had garlic potatoes with roasted oh. garlic. Oh, you did, did the roasted um, garlic?
0: Okay, I might I might have to be your best friend <laughs> now.
2: See? Yeah, no we, devils we're around me. We big fans of all yeah Ooh. all things roasted um and then we had some uh homemade banana muffins and a little bit of fruit on the side oh okay so
0: like i want to know ryan <laughs> do you ever hop over to other bed and breakfast and kim do you hop over to other breakfasts? um just to kind of connect and network right and just because i think that's the beauty of the association the new mexico bed and breakfast association is that you know, even going on the website and everyone, nmbba.org, go on there because you can read the stories about the innkeepers. You can read blogs about what to see and do in New Mexico. But you get a nice overview of the different inns, and you can, you know, go online right there and, and see the inns and and connect over, which is really great because it gives an everybody a, I mean, New Mexico is not a huge, huge state, but it's, very diverse and terrain it is enchanting the land of enchantment is real and the New Mexico true thing uh the hashtag New Mexico true that's real too New Mexico is very real and authentic but I think um when it comes to the lodging if you really want to have the true in the New Mexico true experience you do go to these inns and I just want to know you know Ryan do you venture out and then go and network and um, because the, I know your guests are gonna probably go to another inn, right? So do you guys connect that way and so,
1: like so we, and eat we,
0: breakfast and go, we make it this way? <laughs>
1: So we, we do. Um, personally, I, I do all the cooking. Uh, I'm the chef at our inn. So um, I do all the cooking. Um, I have helpers that do the prep and everything for me and cut, cut all the fruit and prep everything. But I do all the cooking. So I don't get to go to actually eat breakfast anywhere else other than our own inn. But I talk to a lot of other um, innkeepers and um, bed and breakfast owners, uh, mostly in Santa Fe, because um, it's just more convenient and um, I talked to a lot of them, and I talked to some down in Albuquerque a little bit, and um, we, we kind of share share ideas and stories, but um, for us, we try to make stuff that's not, you know, we don't want somebody to go, because a lot of people will go from here to Chamayo, or here to Taos, or they'll come here from Chamayo, or Taos, or Albuquerque, and they'll be like, oh, I had this, and this, and this, so, and usually it's something totally different than what we have, and I just like to see you know, when people come here, and a lot of them come here and probably go to about two B&Bs when they when they are going to multiple b or they went to another b last year, or they're going next year. And I personally like to make stuff a little different than everybody else. And um, because that gives them a, a little taste or a little sampling of the cuisine in New Mexico that is pretty diverse. I mean, it's not just, you know, we have Mexican influences, we have Spanish influences, we have Anglo influences, and we have the um, we have the Native American, and um, and I try to make things that are not something that they can get at every restaurant in Santa Fe, or you know, it, you know, we have a lot of guests that visit Chamayo, too, just like I'm sure Kim, you have guests that visit Santa Fe, and um, you know, you just don't. I, I like to try to make stuff that they're not going to get in every restaurant, and then sometimes I'll take something from a totally different part of the country, and I'll take it, I'll turn it into a New Mexican dish, in some way, shape, or form and um and that way it's kind of a kind of gives them a, a bigger variety because i want i don't like going somewhere i mean i spent a lot of time going to b before we owned this b and that's kind of where we got the bug and um i don't like to go to places and okay i'll go eat the same thing for breakfast okay i'm going to eat the same thing for lunch and dinner in that area so that that's just me personally and um not everybody does it that way um you know we make frittatas like kim was talking about um but I don't make the traditional frittatas that you're going to get uh, anywhere in, in town.
0: I think I think it's, it's really, you know, it's interesting because breakfast is, there's certain meals, right, that come with breakfast. And it, in a way can be more limiting than what you can do for dinner, right? Or for lunch. But it is still about your region. It is about your personal flair that you bring to it. And of course, everybody's preferences, like Kim, that was a good point. It's preference versus, dietary constrictions and you know it's like me like i can eat anything with tomatoes in it so long as they're not raw and then still i can eat a little bit if it's okay just don't get mad at me if i pick around a bit um
1: you know that's a lot more common that's a lot sorry to interrupt but that's a lot more common than you think of people that don't like raw tomatoes
0: Um, it's a it's a weird thing we're all you know they're probably all virgo like me and really you know we're just that weird, you know, but it's not, you know, but but this, but this is, um, I think again, it goes to that personal attention to detail, and that's the beauty of of bed and breakfast. And traveling, like Nancy and I, I mean, like during the pandemic, we went to 30 bed and breakfasts in two years, and I have to tell you, yes, there's bed and breakfast, there, everyone's doing uh, French toast and all these different things, but each one still had something very unique. I'm telling you in Maryland and Delaware, they're using Cape Cod seasoning on their bacon versus what's happening in New Mexico when you're going to get some, you know, green chilies with it, right? So it's so night and day different. So even I know a lot of people that they only do bed and breakfast. They're bed and breakfast travelers. A lot of them end up owning them like you guys. Um but you know that's that's this interesting thing. And so Kim going to you, I know as an innkeeper, what led you to this world of being an innkeeper? I know Ernesto has been on the show um, and his family owns the inn, but like what led you to going, okay, I'm into doing this and, and
2: I want to do this. I think, you know, I had moved from San Francisco and having been through working through COVID and then working post COVID and, of the implications of what that period was like. Um, Ernest and I had been talking about living off the grid and you know this came up as something that he had been interested in for many many years Mm -hmm. in terms of owning a bed and breakfast and it seemed like the perfect fit for me. I had been to New Mexico only once prior and it was when my daughter was uh, less than a year and now she's 28 so (laughs) it tells you how long that's been. And, um, but for some reason, it just struck me as, uh, a wonderful opportunity and, you know, moving from a city that had over a million people to a state that has 2 million people, it, it was quite the transition, but it's been a really good one. And, um, I think the allure of being surrounded by nature, uh, our inn happens to be hidden hence the name and so there's a lot of quiet Uh, I think that is has been uh, the biggest attraction for me is just kind of the the surrounding areas and the New Mexico sky that really just cannot be beat
0: Mm. I agree the sky of New Mexico like you know we've been up north and I mean really in the snow and we were laughing about it before we pushed the record button and coming down here and I was like the sunshine, I mean, and the big open sky is something we've been back East for a mm-hmm. while, which we love. I mean, we love every part of the country, really. But there is something about once you've lived in the Southwest and you are used to the big open sky, you you get antsy for it again because there's something very freeing about it. It's just this, you can take a deep breath. It reminds you to take a deep breath. Um, and we forget that as human beings. I think you guys as Bed and Breakfast, of what you do for for people as travelers and people just getting away, um, you remind us to slow down. And your practices of your hospitality reminds us to slow down. It's not about seeing every attraction in in a hurry. And I know you guys see people come in and probably wanna do everything in the, the couple or two, three, four days that they're there and eventually realize they have to give over to the world (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) do you see that Kim does that happen like everybody comes I'm going to do this 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 how do I make it on time to do this do you see that and then eventually you start seeing them slow down and and really get the New Mexico chill out factor
2: yeah I mean I remember when I first got here every night I was outside looking at the sky and had rarely seen so many stars and so much sky mm-hmm. at one time and you know i had guests the other night you know who were outside looking at the full moon um and really remarking about how gorgeous it was to to look at the night sky and a, and uh, not uh, hindered by any city lights or even just kind of suburban lights and so i think i think when folks are here And they're surrounded by this area and this beauty, it does remind them to kind of slow down and to soak it up. And, you know, I think being in some of these rural spots, that seems to be the mindset. And so I think it permeates whatever folks are doing, whether they're working in a restaurant or they're working in a weaving shop. And I think our guests get that same feel and kind of absorb it and then put it into practice for the time that they are here.
0: Yeah, and maybe hope we take, take it home to realize that, you know, part of enjoyment of life is to actually enjoy it. You don't have to do everything yeah. to enjoy life. You know what I mean? It's, I say that and I laugh because we travel full time, but we had to come to that, you know, realization <laughs> too. You know, you don't have to do every park every day. Like when we first started our Love Your Park store, people were emailing us like, how many parks are you going to do in this year? I mapped it out. You could do this, this, this. And we're like, dude, it's like, chill out. And then we got like that because the pressure was on. And then we realized like, seriously, you know, if we don't have the time to watch the sunrise and the deer come out and the birds and everybody come out, like you've, you've missed it. It's not about the numbers right. on your list. It's about those experiences. And I think, you know, we're, we're talking about bed and breakfast and definitely want to talk about each inn and, and the amenities and all that, but it is truly the experience of calm. And solitude and privacy and yet intimacy and and also immersive experience even though you can meet people too so there's a, it's just a real authentic thing and ryan i want to go to you in santa fe because i know santa fe is a city but it's not and it's just not um do you see guests kind of do that backspin too when they come in because you really have so much to do well in we Santa have- fe.
1: Oodles to do in Santa Fe. I mean, we get guests come two times a year and they've been coming, staying here for two times a year for a week. And every time they come, well, we got to come. We have all these other things we want to do, but we got these three things done this time. Um, But we've been seeing a lot more people and especially post pandemic here, if we want to call that our era. Um, But we've seen a lot of people now just be like, okay, we're going to go do two things. We're here four days, we're going to go do two things. And we're just going to chill and whatever comes our way, you know, and where we're set is we're not downtown in Santa Fe, we're 10 minutes from the Plaza a 10 minute drive from the Plaza. We have, um, we have the, the beautiful night skies because we don't have the light and sound pollution. Um, and Santa Fe in general doesn't have much light and sound pollution. But, um, you know, you can just step outside and look at the skies and you feel like you're in a in a little, uh, you just feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, even though you're 10 minutes from downtown Santa Fe. And we have, you know, just that, that calm, serene. I had one person last year or the year before call me at 2 a.m., he had his telescope set up out on the outside of our inn. And he called me and I was sleeping. I didn't catch it, but yep. he he said <laughs> he he found the Milky Way. And he was so excited. And he was a guest that had rescheduled from being downtown to stay with us. He was so excited that he found the Milky Way. He wanted to show me the this in his telescope. And I got it in the morning, <laughs> like at 5:30 or 6 when I woke up. And but he had been out for a couple hours overnight just looking at that. And so you get that. And, and then the other nature, just like Kim was saying, you know, we have the nature here. We just had a bear run through the arroyo um oh. two days ago. And we get bear once in a while here. Um, but the deer, the deer have been back. We get deer that come back around this time of year. They're starting to look for food now that things are starting to pop. All the plants are starting to pop, and the trees are starting to pop. And um, but the deer will look right in the windows. Uh, we have two room, two or no three rooms that have windows that are almost height enough for the mule deer to look in the they'll look right in the window at you and uh you know it's kind of we, we get guests that get weirded out by it and th- but then they're taking pictures right out their window with a deer like two feet from their no
0: i'm deer. i'm checking in just for the deer Excuse
1: me, <laughs> well, i'm checking in for
0: the deer and the bear experience and, and then um, the
1: bobcats and the bobcat know, the which, uh, yeah no way was that gotta have the huevos um and then the bobcats um this is a major major migratory path for bobcats it has been historically that's why we're called the bobcat inn and um the bobcats just show up in the trees they'll climb in the trees and we'll look outside and they'll be there and they're so elusive they'll stay they'll stay there for like a couple minutes but you look back and you don't even know which way which direction they went and um one day a couple about three years ago in 2020 my wife opened the garage door in our house. Our house is in the back of the property. And there was a Bobcat standing, just sitting and staring at her 20 feet in front of the garage door. And she, oh she swear the Bobcat looked in her soul and she opened this door and she saw the Bobcat and she closed the door. And then she went on to the security cameras that we have and looked at the, looked at the Bobcat. It stayed there for a while. And then it just walked off and behind the house. Wow.
0: So, and, and it's doing the cat scare, like that whole, you yeah. know how cats are cats. Yeah. do The stare. They and give she, you like listen, you're supposed to the cat was telling her, like, you served this for your people. What about me? Remember, <laughs> I am the queen or king here. There's this is my palace. You yeah. were supposed to do that for me too. There's you know a restaurant next
1: door called the Bob or um, right next door that just reopened and um it's called the Bobcat Bite. And they got their name back in the 1950s from um, oh, them wow. throwing scraps out the back of the restaurant. Used to be a trading post back in the way back in the early 1900s, this building, but um, they got their name from throwing scraps out. And that's how they got the name, the Bobcat Bite. So um, there's a Caribbean, Caribbean, Jamaican, not Caribbean, an African Caribbean fusion restaurant that just opened it up. They're keeping the menu, but they're adding a little flair of their restaurant to it. Oh, that's cool. So that just that's cool. Store, a few steps, like it's like a two-minute walk from our. That's our, so
0: cool for your guests though, that are just yeah. come in and don't want to get back in the car. That is so awesome, there, right?
1: And they have a full bar. It's kind of nice. They can have a full bar and they can go have a few drinks and not worry about driving home. Oh, and, they're, and they're they have, they have do they have
0: those? Is it the is it the red stripe or the lucky stripe? I can't remember the beer, Jamaican um, beer. Oh man, you know can't remember. About.
1: Yeah, I forget. It's they do have long. it, but they're they're not. They're just adding a few flares from their other restaurant because they don't want to take business away from their other restaurant. But um, we have a path uh, going through the um, the wood in the the wooded area on our property, going right from our um, a trail off our property right to their restaurant parking lot. So um,
0: now that is convenient. Monday,
1: and I'm getting amazing feedback about them. I know the owner there. I I convinced him to buy the uh, buy the place, and he's doing phenomenal. The first day he opened.
0: Oh, that is fantastic. You know, because if it, it wasn't cool, it would suck. You know what I mean? Mm. It would just be like, <laughs> oh, God, don't go here. I know we have a restaurant next to us, but don't go because I want <laughs> you to be able to have breakfast in the morning because our oh, breakfast yeah. is good. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, but it's, it, you really want the the restaurant next door. So, yeah, let's go to you, Kim. Let's talk about food in Chamayo. Um, like, how remote are you? So give everybody kind of an overview of your region so that they know where they are and why they should go to Chamaya. And we will get into the facilities and the amenities and all that good stuff. But like, we we do want to know where we're going.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. So I would say that uh, one of the reasons that we are a good destination in terms of Seen the area of New Mexico and, or the northern area of New Mexico is that we are kind of a hub. So we are about 30 minutes north of Santa Fe, and we're about an hour and 10 minutes south of Taos. And so we, uh, a lot of folks will come and stay with us and then kind of spoke out to these various areas. Española is the next closest town, and that's about a 15-minute drive or so down Highway 76 um so given our location we have folks who come and they'll go into santa fe for a day or two they'll go up to taos um they'll drive to Abiquiu and ghost ranch and um it becomes a really nice central location to move out from so that uh is one of the attractions of being here and then you know during the the summer and high season people will come here and stay for a week to attend the opera every night. And, um, Oh, we've got had guests who have come over 20 years to the B and B so that they can attend the opera.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And so is is the opera on full time or, I mean, is that seasonally or the
2: opera? Yeah, it's seasonal. It's from July through August. Um, and last year was their first full season after COVID. Mm, And so this year they're back to another full season. Um, and it's just such a gorgeous location. It's a gorgeous way to watch opera. Um, and you know, then they also use the venue for music performances and other kinds of performances when it's not being used for opera. And, And, you know, to be able to see again, the New Mexico night sky through, the stage is really remarkable, particularly as the sun is setting. Mm.
0: Wow! We, we have a world, so, world-class
1: yeah. opera here in, in uh, Santa Fe. It's really. It was, it was um, people come from all over the world, and we have opera singers that come from all over the world here, and it's it's highly attended. The people from the New York Met actually are the ones that developed and designed it. And really? So, yes.
0: Wow! 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 So the opera because you think opera and you always think of like the major cities right and like new york like you're saying you think that but you don't think desert southwest yeah maybe santa fe but you still wouldn't (laughs) think that you know what i mean so i think but I, i don't know i think about like lisbon and some of you know some of that culture too like portugal and it's such a global thing it's like albuquerque look how huge albuquerque is in regards to flamenco right so it, it, is that the European influence, do you think, that's is sneaking in through, into the, uh, onto the stage? Not sneaking in because the European influence has been there for so long, but is that why, do you think, that it's just been prevalent in Santa Fe and then up in Chamayo is, that's what happened historically?
1: I don't know about you, Kim, but I think it's the influence of um, people that have second homes here from uh, New York City and LA. Oh. And, um, <clears throat> the um, the opera has been around in the in different iterations. It started out in other buildings; it wasn't even in the opera. And when it burned down in the late '70s, early '80s, they did it in the high school auditorium until they rebuilt the following. They built it in one year when they rebuilt, and. Um, it's a um, phenomenal thing and uh, I think it's it's just the draw of the opera I mean Ruth Bader um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg used to hang out here she was a big opera fan and um, she she used to go to the opera here all the time Um, there's a lot of retired opera stars that end up in Santa Fe that just end up here because they know they can go to the opera in July and August and wow um, the pool is phenomenal. I'm sure you see it, Kim, you know, I'd say half our guests that come in July and August are at least going to one opera. We have some guests that stay here for five nights and they'll go to four operas. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, that that's what they're coming for. They're not, they're not coming for anything else. They're not coming to go see the mountains. They're not coming to go on the hiking (laughs) trails. They're not coming to see the thousands of other things. They literally go to the opera every night and just hang out here at the BNB and b um, and the rest of the time because wow. that's what they do every night. And they sleep in in the morning because they've been at the opera late, so. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Wow. It
2: definitely is a huge draw for us in that time. Yeah, and it, it's world-renowned, you know. It's 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 really quite spectacular. And the, the opera house itself is just gorgeous. A lot of the operas are in um, their original language, and so they have uh, a means of seeing it translated for them in English right in front of them, the guest, the opera goer does. And so uh, quite popular um, during the season. Wow. I have
0: to tell you, I am completely ignorant, stupid, naive, whatever words you want to use. I had no clue until you guys told me this today. And um, <laughs> but no, I mean, and and we've been to, I mean, it. you know, opera, like when you're saying the different languages, I have, and Nancy and I actually were, lake havasu this is about i'd say 15 maybe even 20 years ago and lake havasu arizona and so they have the london bridge there which is actually the london bridge um look that up (laughs) people it's interesting and we (laughs) they had this dude doing gondola rides and we're like all right well you know what we gotta do that and so we got on there and this guy sang opera in german in Japanese, and English, and Italian, and oh, wow. we're like, I know, and we went on under the, the, the London Bridge, and all these bats flew out under the bridge, and we're like, are you kidding me, this is really happening, and I really wish I had all the camera gear I have now, because I would have, you know, even a phone, <laughs> I mean, this, like I said, this was like a long time ago, I was like, this is crazy, I've never heard Japanese opera, but like when you talk about the different languages, it's really real. We, we, I think the first opera I saw was when we were on tour in South Africa in Cape Town and we watched Aida. And um, the everything they handed out was Af- Afrikaans and then here's the Italian part and we didn't know what was going on. And when they had the intermission, we walked out thinking it was the end. That's how dumb we were. And they brought an oh. elephant on stage <laughs> and everything. That's how dumb we were. So I'm okay to call myself stupid, naive, and ignorant on it all, but it is. Um, this is an art form that is so pure and and brutal and beautiful at the same time. When you listen and watch opera, it's incredible. I mean, and that's why I thought about the European roots of Santa Fe, bringing that in. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, it's. It, I had no idea that that was a huge thing in in so, your area. So another all.
1: little nugget about Santa Fe, not to get off opera, is the. Then um, this might be more well known. Uh, Santa Fe is the third largest art market in the country. Oh yeah. And as far as art um, sales and uh, galleries, so right behind L.A., uh, New York, and L.A., Santa Fe is number three, and that's kind of amazing for a hundred thousand person city.
0: I did know that part. And you guys, your state capitol building. I encourage. Every, I always tell people, if you go to Santa Fe, you've got to go to the state capitol building and go look at the artwork in there. It's the it only represents.
1: Round, it's the only oh. roundhouse in the country. That's the, yeah. the only round Capitol building and it's, it's a living, it's a gallery too, or a museum.
0: So many New Mexico artists and represent, I think it's over 600 pieces of work or something crazy. Um, It's, it's, it's oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah. It is probably when you talk about public art, Santa Fe is on the list to me because we do that. We document public art as we travel the country. And I think Santa Fe is at the top of in the top 10 of places that we've been to. I mean, we'll document a, a community that has one mural because they're going somewhere, And a mural or a sculpture that a, a town invests in says, hey, we care, it's about beautification. It's like people putting flower baskets out. It's like, okay. And it's really about also for visitors and for locals to understand their heritage. So a lot of times murals tell the story of the town in some way. Um, It's kind of a visual for you, you know, and I mean, we drive through towns at night in weird weather. And if you see a a mural or a sculpture, a lot of times you can go, oh, this is what it's about and get a feeling. um, Even if you're not there overnight, which you now go, I want to go back. There's something that went down here. What's that about? Why did they paint this in here? And when a town goes all out like Santa Fe, you guys have the i i swear probably i mean you guys rule in public art you really really do um chamayo i don't know i haven't been there yet cam tell me tell me tell me some what's, amazing what's, things yeah some tell us about chamayo what's, yeah. what's the town like is there like restaurant what 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 are we going to see there
2: so in chamayo there is um the ranch of the in terms of restaurants and it's in its history it has won a james beard award and so it's definitely a destination restaurant for guests who are both staying locally at our inn um but also guests who are coming from out of town and they have heard of the restaurant and so they'll drive to chimayo and um have some of the new mexican cuisine very close to the ranch of the chimayo is the santuario de chimayo and as we approach good friday and easter Uh, we are already starting to see pilgrims walking along the highway and on friday this friday um, april uh, what is it 7th we will have um, folks all over the roads headed to the santuario for um, the service for the pilgrimage itself many are walking for themselves as they seek healing. And many are walking as a vow that they've made to fulfill. Some are walking on behalf of other friends and family members who need healing as well. And so that is one of the big annual events in Chimayo. Um, and then, you know, uh, as well, a lot of these small towns in this area are known for a specific kind of artistic um, medium and so in Chimayo we have all sorts of weaving shops up and down the highway and um, a lot of folks come pretty regularly to look at what's being created what's new Uh, there are a lot of traditional approaches to weaving but we also have new young folks who are coming up in the craft and they're introducing different styles and colors into the weaving as well and so that would be another huge facet of Chimayo culture.
0: That's cool. And so there's all of this culture and artistic culture, right, as well in history. So um, nature-wise, can people go hiking out in Chumayo? Are there nature spots to experience as well?
2: Definitely. Uh, Close to us um, is Santa Cruz Lake. So not as much hiking in that area per se, but it's a little recreation area. It's really pretty there. Um, when the Nambe Pueblo is open, folks can go to Nambe Falls, and there's some hiking there and a lot of gorgeous waterfalls. They can you know, trek through the water to get to the falls and then make their way up towards Taos, and there's hiking trails off of the highway in Carson National Forest. So a lot of hiking options um, in this area specifically.
0: Hmm. So let's talk about the inn, the experience. So tell us a little bit about the inn, how many rooms. I mean, I, I say about how many rooms because it's it's about the personal space landscape. You know what I mean? It's not It's not like right. we're coming yeah. out to book all the rooms and this It's like a, a, the elopement or a small wedding or something. But um, how many rooms and tell us a little bit about the style when everybody goes to the website, which I encourage everyone to go to it's casaescondida.com. dot um, Then you can see what we're talking about, because mm-hmm. it's Southwestern is I mean, both ends, both you and Bobcat Inn. Um, yeah, you, you want Southwest. You're going to get it. Um, it's real. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the authentic stuff. Yeah. So tell us tell us a little bit about the rooms.
2: Okay. So we have uh, nine rooms on site. Uh, five of those rooms are pet friendly. And so we have a lot of folks who will come to us uh, for that reason. Uh, we do have the rooms appointed to some degree in a Southwestern decor. Um, we are working in this last year. We are, have been working to get some local art and local artists represented in our rooms. And so um we had an open house in December and we're able to meet a lot of the owners of the weaving shops and the there's a local gallery across from the santuario And so we, you know, we've been trying to um have that represented in our rooms as well so that folks can reach out to these local artists if they are uh if they fall in love with something. Mm-hmm. Um and our rooms, you know, you were speaking about <laughs> earlier about um about reception and uh, Wi-Fi and things like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we certainly have a wi- <laughs> we, ser- yeah, we certainly have a Wi-Fi um, here and the internet but it can be uneven sometimes the weather impacts that. Um, and so we don't have televisions in our room and um, I think that's part of our ability to really encourage that kind of restful insightful time for our guests. Mm -hmm. um and then we just have some nice areas outside where they can relax uh when the weather is beautiful like it is today nice and sunny and warming up into the 60s um so that's kind of us in a nutshell i would Mm -hmm. say
0: yeah it's it looks it it looks so beautiful going on the site again everybody casa escondida i mean it just seems so relaxed and everybody has their own bathrooms this is, it's, it's a weird thing every, you know, I say this because in Europe and certain cities, yeah, bed and breakfast, you share bathrooms. And so when, when B&Bs right. in this country say you have a bed and, you know, your, your own private bathroom, it's, it's, it's just not a given actually around the world. That's true. And in, yeah. <laughs> in this country, majority of the time, but I've actually stayed in bed and breakfast in this country where you are sharing a bathroom. And so, um, yeah, it, it is, it, it just depends on the historic nature of the building. A lot of times it's really about history. And like, if you stay, Kim, you know, San Francisco, right? Those rooms and hotels are tiny. And
1: yeah, if you're staying exactly. in a gold rush hotel.
0: <laughs> that's a bed and breakfast. It's that gold rush. I mean, they still have like the long john thingies that you're flushing, you know? Um right. I mean, yeah. some of those rooms you can't bring your luggage in. So I'm saying everybody, travel light. It's so much easier. You don't need to carry all that yeah. stuff. Just travel light, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier. So yeah, yeah. So I think that's a big deal. Uh Ryan, let's go over to your end Um, obviously Santa Fe. I mean, we we could talk all day about what happens in Santa Fe, but do you see a lot of people like you're saying, people just are starting to just so we, we did two things today. That's enough. And I think it is actually. <laughs> it really well, I is. Always, as far I getting as older. doing
1: those kind of things, I always recommend, you know, do, do something in the morning, do something in the afternoon, have a leisurely lunch and dinner, because most people are coming from pretty close to sea level. And uh, even even people that come oh, from Denver, good point. Uh, you know, the mile high city, well, we're 2000 feet higher. Even people that come from Denver sometimes get winded. So I tell them to really take it easy if they have never been to an altitude higher than, than Santa Fe or at santa fe's altitude and um you know and i always tell people have your sports drinks ready and have your water ready and and my famous my saying is when you think you drink enough water drink some more (laughs) yeah because people really need to pace themselves and drink water and um so we we do um you know, that's, that's one thing that we say when we first moved out here many years ago, we were wondering why they were trying to shove water on us when we got off the airplane. And then when we got to the, to the rental car place, and then we got in, in, in the rental car shuttle, and then, and then there's air, there's bottles of water in the rental car. And we're like, what in earth? And then we realized quickly many years ago, cause we were from, we're from Pennsylvania originally. And, uh, we got the BNB bug in Cape Cod is where we got the BNB bug. Um, but the, um, we're like what now now i'm the person that's okay you gotta drink water now and and you know you feel like a parent but you also don't want your guests to be tired or get headaches or something like that i'm sure i'm sure you run into that too kim you know it's just you know you just have to make sure they're drinking water and uh, make sure that they're taking their time yeah okay and then also it's such all, a good
2: yeah. point
1: yeah. yeah yeah no and as far as so as far as our end goes we're we're an eight room in um we have uh, so five of the room five of the eight rooms are pet uh, friendly because they have outside entrances and they can just take their dogs uh, right outside and nice. um so we're an eight room in we um we've actually swapped out pretty much all the art that wasn't local art to a local artist we have friends that are artists that we've um we've bought art from all the outdoor art is all made locally here in santa fe um and then um, my mother-in-law is an artist, and uh, so is my mom. So we have some of their art involved in the inn, um, and we try to um, we try to keep it as traditional as possible. And um, to Santa Fe, we have one more contemporary style room, but we still do have some local art in there. And um, but we do have modern, you know, our on one of our taglines. We have modern amenities. So um, as far as we have gigabit Wi-Fi, we have smart TVs. Um, so, and, and the funny thing is those TVs are off most of the time for most people, but you get people that do want to watch their Netflix at night and they do want to watch their Hulu and all those, you know, stations. So, um, but you know, most of those TVs probably stay off more than they're on, which is a good thing. And then we have two, 3000 plus square foot brick patios, one in the front of the end and one over the back of the end with a koi pond in the back. And then we have a nice fountain in the front. So nice. um, I I love my water features. I'm uh I lo- I love water. I love hearing water run and um and then we we have garden beds that are all watered with um recycled water on the property. So we don't use any fresh water from our well to water any of our gardens. It's mm. all watered from wow. the, uh, from the recycled water that's treated. On our property so that's that's so important you know to just conserve water out here and um, we try to do it do our best to the environment and um, we have one cool thing we put in one of our 2020 pandemic year projects was we put in a hundred plus plant lavender garden and oh that's my gosh kind of turned out phenomenal um <laughs> so that's kind of fun wow. we, we sell the lavender sachets and the lavender swags uh, in the gift shop along with my wife's uh jewelry. That she makes.
0: Nice.
2: That's awesome. So you also have
1: and, go ahead. Don't
2: you also have like seven little four-legged ambassadors? <laughs>
1: well, yes. So we have <laughs> we have seven dogs. You, you caught us. now we have seven dogs. Um, most of the time that you know they don't come up to the inn a lot, but when somebody needs their fur baby fix, we'll bring we uh we have ones that are good for everything, one that's just gonna sit on your lap and let you pet them or one that wants to, you know, walk around and take a hike with I, you. Listen,
0: listen, I am there, all right? Nancy and I, you know, that's what we do, we <laughs> pets it as we travel, but yeah. like if an inn has a dog or a cat or, yeah. I don't care, a donkey, <laughs> I, we're there. <laughs> Kim, I heard that you guys have some special dogs over there, too, at Casa Escondida. We, we did
2: have some special dogs, and then we lost one, oh. and then the other one, yeah, oh. it was, oh, it's, it was devastating. And anytime I think about it, it's just heartbreaking. And then his brother, um, he's, he was a little bit more of a, um, a loose kind of dog around the neighborhood. So he had stayed uh, close to the property for months and months after we lost Nelson. But then because we do have a lot of dogs in the neighborhood that get out of their enclosures or they're just kind of uh, mm-hmm. random dogs in the, in the area, they ended up scaring him off, and so he stays up above on a different county road from us. And so that's been another little heartbreak as far as our dogs go. Oh, so, but but, but still kind of at, um,
0: oh, but yeah. still around. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah, still around for pet, sure. Just not on the but property. But you're pet not,
0: friendly, and I think that is a huge deal that you are both pet friendly as inns, which is not actually that usual. Uh, most bed and breakfasts right. are like hell to the no that's not happening and i think that is <laughs> um, amazing you know that you have that and you have the grounds for it um right i think it's lovely because people do travel with their little dogs and you know um you know so i think that's really quite special that both of you as ends have that you know um you obviously we, we you made- know
1: we may discriminate well, a little bit again when we refer other inns in the, in santa fe and in the other area but we try to refer only pet friendly inns because i'd say at least 50% of our guests bring pet bring dogs here i don't know if you And, do that again.
0: and i i think that also if people are traveling and they see that you're pet friendly some people kind of like oh they accept pets i'm not staying so they don't belong there and and that's that's i'm not saying that mean I'm saying that it's about, you've got the right people. It's a match. And that's what I think is so good about going on nmbba.org. See, good way to do another plug for the website. Just saying, Um, (laughs) you go on the site because you can choose what matches who you are as a traveler and as an individual and what your experience, what experience you want. And people who are not dog people, they don't want to stay in a dog Place or a cat. Anybody that's had an animal there, they are. If they're anti that, they're anti it, and that doesn't mean they're bad people. They just they, it can be allergies. It could be all kinds of. Who knows, right? Uh, some yeah. kids, you know, people have been I, I bitten by a, a, yeah. as a kid, and they they have a thing on it. They're not right. bad people, but they just they're like, oh. But you get people that are dog people. They'll go to a pet friendly inn, even if they don't have dogs anymore. Just in hopes that they get to see a dog,
1: and I think, I, I'm, Kim, like I think I'm like that. I'm like that, just like us here at the at our end. Both of our ends have, but we have a hypoallergenic hallway, so we don't. We have one hallway that has three rooms in it that doesn't doesn't allow that we don't allow uh, dogs in. So we we have we offer both, and I think Kim, I believe you are the same thing in some of your rooms that you don't allow, right? That's, and yeah. and there's never been That's dogs possible. in those rooms. So oh, the, okay, yeah. So So that's good. But I think to your
2: your point, yeah, and to your point, Lisa, regarding, you know, making the best match in terms of where you choose to stay, I think one of the really beautiful things about, you know, this radio show in particular, but also being able to speak directly with owners and innkeepers is that our guests can find that perfect match in in our bed and breakfast place, you know, sites. So, they, if they're looking for peace and quiet, if they're looking for something off the beaten path, um, by connecting with us and connecting through your show, they have the ability to find that perfect match for them. And, you know, I'm sure as Ryan can attest to, not each of our ends is the best match for every guest that comes our way. And so, you know, we have found that out. And um, so we try and kind of prevent that from happening. Beforehand, yeah, if you want to go downtown really Santa Fe, do
0: it. You need to go downtown Santa Fe. There's inns downtown, you know, there's 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 right. I think you're right, and thank you for that. It's there because it's it's uh, staying at a bed and breakfast is a very, like I say, authentic, immersive, special, intimate experience, right. and and even intimate in regards to the partner you may be with. It could be that, hey we want to meet you as the innkeepers, but like, leave us alone. We're, we're going to our room. Now it's our honeymoon. It could be yes. anything like that. Right. And I think it's, it's that relationship building and that communication. That's why I was, when we first started the show, I talked about those, you know, other agencies that people book through. If if you do that, you miss that ability to make changes to your, your booking. So that's why I say, go to nmbba.org first because of the way those things structure. And um, it's like, if you booked a room, then that room's done and that's that. And you've taken away the ability for the innkeeper, if they have that, to make any kind of changes for you half the time. And um, and if they do, they're, you know, it's, it's just not good. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It's not going to be memorable. <laughs> There's times for those booking agencies, but um, even just out of a desperate measure, the other day I realized, like I just stood there in like literal tears going, I advocate against this. I went against myself and now I'm really against myself with a (laughs) hotel owner looking at me going like, I can't help you. And I'm like, I know. So (laughs) we,
1: we, we generally know, you know, we generally know if we're talking to someone, if, if this is, if this isn't the right property for them to stay at and, um, you know we refer people all the time yeah. you know, some people think they want to go to you know taos for a week and um you know th- th- you know there's things to do, there's a lot of things to do in taos um and if you're going to ski for a week that's one thing but you know after a couple days in taos you might get a little bored and you might want to go over to uh, escondida or you might want to go to albuquerque or you might want to go mm-hmm. to uh, the gila mountains and that's the glory of the association we all kind of have an idea even the new places of what what's what and um, some people want to be in a remote place and don't want to have good internet and that's fine and we can recommend people (laughs) that don't want that and that don't want to be connected but then some people want more more connections and they want more more electronics but they still want to experience what new mexico especially northern new mexico has to offer so you know we see we see that a lot and and then we can say oh you need to go here and then we give them that number and they might call us back because they say oh no that that didn't work out for me because you know they don't have a smart tv or you know or they they had too much technology you know if we refer somebody to to somewhere but um Mm -hmm. you know we that is the glory of being in the b&b association that we can say you know you want to go here you want to go here and then you know we feel, and I think Kim, I'm sure you share the sentiment. You get the more authentic experience when you stay at a and B. Um, yes. You know, you oh get that gosh. authentic experience. You know, you go to a, a big hotel, and there's a lot of them in Santa Fe, and and they're and they're granted a lot of them are very beautiful and places I wouldn't hesitate to stay at sometimes, but you don't get that experience of talking to to the innkeeper or the person that's managing that knows everything inside and out you're you're right you're, you're and, and you can check a, a in bed.
0: with your phone and yeah. like find your room good luck to you you've been you're getting checked a in, and you know <laughs> yeah and it's like my yeah. phone is dying right now something i you know like i was thinking about that the other day i i like literally my phone i i dropped my phone is about to die like literally and i'm going okay i know i can just go get the store get a new phone but i was like what happens like when the internet and data like everything goes out, like, and you can have in places that can happen. And you think you can just check into the hotel. What happens if you dropped your phone and your phone, like, what if you dropped it in the toilet? How many people have done that? I have. Um, There's sometimes (laughs) the bag of rice doesn't work. So it's like, what, what happens? You're going to go check into the hotel with, you know, it doesn't always work. And I know they have backups for it and everything, but I'm just saying it's like I get it, but there's this special experience you can have. And I think we're at this point, and COVID taught us this. Get to the special points in your life. Make that worth it. When you're going to New Mexico, New Mexico is a land of enchantment. It is truly that. Um, the skies, the forest, the deserts, right? The wildflowers. There's so much art, there's so much cultural history that is like, will knock your socks off. You'll never go to New Mexico and come away without another thing you've learned about culturally, the arts, I mean, every time it is a true experience. And so when you stay in a bed and breakfast, it's another true, true experience. It's all part of it. And you make friends, you make friends with the guests that are there, you make friends with the innkeepers. It's like the best thing ever. And so I, I just highly recommend it. We've stayed in bed and breakfast um, in New Mexico and can highly recommend it and recommend it in all states. But when people come together in this association, you know that they're there to work together, to better each other, to help each other, which means as a traveler, getting a better experience, not just in the state, but in internally how they're working together and that is something our country needs to strive to do better is work together, especially in small business. And just saying, that's my own thing is what we do on our shows is about that. If we forget who the mom and pop shops are, who the innkeepers are, right? Who the artist is that was performing on that stage. You walk away, don't know who it was. Oh, that was amazing thing, but you don't know who it was. not good enough. We have to remember who is behind everything. We're in this world where a delivery person drives up and dumps products on our front doors, but we don't even know who the person was that made it, who produced it. We're at a place now. Now is the time to go back to connection. And we all know it. We all learned it. in during COVID and we're at that point now, we, we may just start forgetting that. So I say, let's go to bed and breakfast before we do anything else. So sorry, I've got on my soapbox, <laughs> but um, thank you both for joining us again thank on Big you, Blend Radio no. while I, and allowing me to be on my soapbox because I think we should really <laughs> get back to basics and um, supporting each other. So everyone, uh, go to Casa, I'm going to say it right, right? Uh, CasaEscondida.com uh, up in Chamayo and also Go to bobcatin.com. And of course, the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association website is nmbba.org. Did I leave anything out, either one of you, Kim, Ryan, anything?
1: No, just Ooh, come visit think, the yeah. land of enchantment.
0: Yeah, yeah you thank you. Definitely. Happy. Make
2: connections.
0: Absolutely. Make connections. And everyone, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We're here every second Thursday talking about New Mexico and New Mexico bed and breakfast uh, destinations. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you,
1: you, Kim. All righty. great day.
0: Gracious hosts, unique lodging, and tasty cuisine. New Mexico bed and breakfasts are New Mexico true. Our innkeepers are as special as New Mexico and we're sharing their stories. Read about them and plan your trip at nmbba.org